Hi, welcome. You're listening to The Shamanic Stripper, and I'm your host, Stephanie. These funny little noises and music clips you can add to the podcast are really fun, and they're making me think about all these different voices that one might use with said noises. So welcome, thank you for tuning in. I would love to use this this episode to share um, more of who I am and what my intention is behind sharing and creating this space. Excuse me. I am currently at the beach in South Carolina where I live. Um, I used to live in Asheville, North Carolina for about seven years and recently moved. Um, I love Asheville and I'm still very close to it and it has a special place in my heart Um, and there's more for that on another time. Um, But yes, I am here. I am a dancer in the stripping industry. Um, I've been dancing in clubs for two years now. I also have a bachelor's degree in psych and was working in mental health for about the last seven years. I took a year off to do something else. Um, But yeah, so I've worked in the mental health industry for a little while. I'm currently researching graduate programs. I would like to um, get my clinical mental health degree um, and become a licensed counselor. Um, Something that I also do is um, something called shamanic breathwork. And I've been certified in that for a while, and I've led some groups and a few private sessions here and there, and it's been a really wonderful part of my spiritual journey. Um, And the word shamanic has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. Um, for me, it means um, someone who is connected with their inner knowing, um, with nature itself, both within and without, and someone who continually um, goes through deaths and rebirths and transformation. I believe and like my mentor, one of my mentors, Linda Starwolf, um, believes and talks about that we are all shamanic and we are all teachers and wisdom keepers in our own way and in our own lives. And that, um, you know, if we choose to wake up to that reality and embrace that reality, that um yeah we can work with the elements and work with our own journey and our own story in a way that works for us and that's not going to look like um anyone else so i know my grammar is a little bit messed up because i get really nervous talking like this so oh well So anyway, so I'm really into astrology. Um, I want to share my astrology um, for those that are interested. Um, I am a typical Gemini moon. 
So here I am getting my needs met for verbal expression um, in a safe, healthy way. Um, you know, Gemini Moon can talk to their self all day long. They don't really need, like, they don't really need someone to understand what they're saying. They just really need to, to say it. And so I learned that from my dad. Thanks, Dad. Gemini Moon. So, um... But I love being a Gemini moon. Um, If any of y'all follow Tennessee Queen, she's another Gemini moon stripper. And there's a few other Gemini moons that I I know in my life that are also in clinical mental health counseling programs at this moment. And it's funny because, um, you know, people in the astrology community love to hate on us for being really shallow and flighty and uh you know changeable and and comfortable with lying and you know all these things and you know it's all in good fun I guess um but you know some of these women I know I don't know many male Gemini moons that's why I say women but some of these women I know um with Gemini moon are like awesome communicators and awesome um support people I mean they're still in school, right? But some of them I've, I've known in a professional context. Some of them are friends. Um, some of them I just know through through their internet content. But all of them, I'm like, really see their ability to be open-minded, non-judgmental, um, really listen. And they're able to like see all these different facets of things at the same time, which is really a wonderful Gemini trait and you know of course I see that in my Gemini sun friends Um, but the moon is interesting because I feel like having the moon in Gemini is it's sort of like an inverted it's like an inverted uh, telescope or something it's sort of like um, yeah like Gemini is a very uh, you know expressive connective friendly outgoing uh wanting to see, wanting to see the the bigger picture um but not in a in an aquarian way but more in a human to human manner and really connecting ideas and so to have that lens and that bright sort of expansive scope to be inverted within and have that in the moon placement is really interesting and um you know there's there's a lot of aspects that like we all have in our chart that feel challenging in a way and then you know feel wonderful in another way and that's just the nature of human existence in my opinion um but I can see how when I was younger like looking back when I started learning about the Gemini moon it was like really scared me because it was like oh my god I'm doomed to like never be able to sit still and always need to distract myself and people are gonna think I'm shallow and I can never have real intimacy and you know there's all these like things that that kind of were fearful for for me about it. And now I'm like, I love my moon. I tell you what, I love it because like I get over stuff quickly. Like I really do. And I have a Venus in Scorpio as well. So it's very, very different. And 
Um, but I get over stuff and it's like, I think this episode is going to be about astrology because it's really like one of my main passions in life. Um, but it's interesting because it's Mercury retrograde, um, which started yesterday. And, um, for me, I have a natal Mercury retrograde. And whenever Mercury goes retrograde, I feel amazing. I feel normal. I feel like people are understanding me right. I feel like I don't have this weird static noise in my energy field like I do normally when Mercury's direct. And I know that sounds very impossible and very woo-woo. Um, I hate that word. I can't believe I just said it. But I feel like for ease of expression, I needed to say it. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I'm feeling really like, just feeling really grounded and clear and like mentally well. And I love this time and I feel like it makes sense that I'm now saying, okay, I just want to start talking and I want to just start recording and expressing my ideas. Um... And I need to do it in a much bigger platform at some point, but this is just me starting starting small and coming out of like my little Capricorn encrusted shell that I have. Um, no, I'm not a Capricorn, but um, I'm in my Saturn return where I just finished it, I guess. I um, have a lot of like Saturn squares in my chart um and for those of you that don't really know astrology nothing I'm not saying is probably going to make sense but um Saturn is a planet that rules discipline and teaching and structures and boundaries and caution and um success sort of in a way like um responsibility and for me, that planet is like right in my first house, which is all about your identity and who you are, how you see yourself, um, how you're, how comfortable you are with yourself, I guess, expressing yourself. And my um, Saturn placement is like square and opposite all these planets in my chart. And so I do have this very like very cautious side of me that doesn't want to embarrass myself and I don't want to be seen or heard unless everything's perfect I'm a Virgo um so there's a lot of that going on and I think when Mercury goes retrograde for some reason it loosens everything up for me and um my Mercury is in Libra but it's um conjunct my sun and it's square my moon and it's square my Saturn and all these other aspects but um I think it just kind of like kind of softens things um when the transit mercury goes retrograde so it's nice it's sort of like my little treat when everyone else is getting irritated by it I'm like ah a little like rest you know and so today it's interesting because um I had somebody I had a friend contact me um, who connected me with one of her friends who I don't know. Long story short, she is compiling 
um, stories from survivors um, associated with this one particular man in Asheville. And if you know anything about um, the Asheville dating scene, it's a huge dumpster fire and there's a lot of um, a lot of abuse and narcissistic abuse going on and a lot of like boundary crossing and just, you know, this is my lived experience. I'm not trying to speak for anyone, but my lived experience of of dating men in Asheville was really, really bad. And so this person reached out to me and it was really healing. It was really healing to speak with her. And I felt very heard and very safe. And, um, it made me feel good. You know, it made me feel good to share. Like I hadn't really thought about that or shared that experience in a long time. And so the reason I'm bringing that up is because it, you know, it gave me hope in thinking about the reality that when people join together, we're so much, um, so much stronger, you know, and that we are strong on our own and we do have, um, the ability to create change in our life and create healing and all these wonderful things by ourselves, certainly. But, um, when, when there's an ability to connect with people in safe, healthy, sane ways for good reasons. I mean, that's, I can't think of better, a better thing in life, really. And I've been listening to this podcast called The Unmistakable Creative recently, and I love it. And I cannot, I don't have it pulled up right now, so I'm not able to share this person's name. Um, but there were a few episodes on there with different speakers that um, spoke about the power of your environment and the power of who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, not only that, obviously, every other thing about associated with the environments in your life, which are physical, mental, um, you know, what you're eating, what's in your workspace, your apartment, what your relationships are, what you're watching on TV, what you're listening to, where you're working, you know, all of that, everything, you know, what thoughts you're thinking. Um, but yeah, it, it was just talking, some, the speaker was speaking about how when you're working to create change in your life, um, it's it's like almost impossible to do it without putting things in your environment that are supportive of that. And so that can look like um, having a social group that you that inspires you, that you do things with, or having a support group, a professional support group, or like a group like Al-Anon or something like that, where you're going once a week and you're having this level of like connection or almost accountability for sharing parts of your journey or what you're working through. So yeah, I thought that was very timely that this person would reach out to me um, the day after, the day or two after Mercury retrograde. And it got me thinking about my Gemini moon because I was like, dang, yeah, I got over that real quick, you know? And it's like, I was thinking about it. I was like, did I really get over it? Or was I just like, oh, it's whatever. And like suppressing and hiding. And I'm like, I'm here to say no, I really, I really processed it and moved forward quickly. And I'm trying, I'm, I'm needing to give myself that 
feedback and credit because that is a really wonderful little upside of my moon placement. So I think that it makes me like there's a lot of things about that moon placement that make me feel like good with connecting how I connect with people in professional settings because um it's a little bit um impersonal um for a moon placement um like I have a Scorpio Venus right so when I'm like really feeling in love with someone I'm really feeling very like in a sexual union with someone um or even beyond that like I'm very passionate about something um I really want something um I'm really feeling like weird jealousy or like I don't know deep feelings of like my worth or um that sort of scorpionic depth when those things get triggered like that's a whole other story but um it's like my moon isn't there you know it'd be different if i if i had a scorpio moon i would process things totally differently than i do now obviously um so it's kind of interesting cuz i feel like having the gemini moon it's like it's like yeah, things can be a little more objective for me or a little more laid back. But it's funny because I'm like not a laid back person at all, but I am at the same time. Um, so if any of y'all have a Gemini moon and you get hate from people, you probably just laugh it off like me and like most Gemini moons because we know we're awesome. And there's a really funny YouTube video um, this guy just like bashing on Gemini moons and he's so accurate like he's so accurate about our our weak our weaknesses and like the crappy parts of our personality and uh if any of y'all are a Gemini moon I really highly recommend that you join the Facebook group called sorry it's my Gemini moon and you can thank me later so um what did I want to say I um yeah so where I am now I'm feeling like I've been dancing for a few years I've really enjoyed it I um for the first time in my life have financial security strictly due to dancing um I you know never made more than like 14 an hour with my college degree um working with kids sometimes being like in charge responsible for like 10 to 15 children's lives for 14 an hour uh, while they're um running away um attempting to hurt themselves um getting into altercations um hurting me I got a I got a slight concussion once from being kicked um I've had my hair pulled out I've had a blood drawn from a child biting my knee, you know, all these things. And, you know, I'm very grateful for the experiences I had. And I know that, that this field is not about the money, right, obviously. Um, but at the same time, like, wow, does it feel good to, like, buy a car and have a nice apartment without mold or weird roommates and, 
you know, just have like my peace and my sanity and dancing has given me that. I don't want to say given me because obviously no one can give that to you, but you know what I'm saying? I've given it to myself through choosing to enter the industry, choosing to have time freedom to create my schedule whenever I want, how I want. Um, And so, yeah, I'm feeling pretty blessed. I um, definitely, you know, have days where I feel challenged with the industry and but I never feel stuck. And that's something that I definitely felt before. Um, I, you know, did feel stuck because I was in jobs that, yeah, you maybe could get promoted, but it was like a few dollars more and a lot of responsibility and you know I just wasn't really mentally in the space to be able to handle a lot of what I was like being asked to do or going to be asked to do um if I continued further and um I'm proud of some of the work I did for sure um I also just really was really miserable in those positions a lot of the time because it's challenging, you know, to not have a master's degree and be making such little money that it's like, even when I'm off work on the weekend, it's hard. It was like hard to feel like, wow, that was so worth it when it's like, I have to have a roommate and I'm 27. And, you know, I don't know. You, you feel me. It's just is what it is. Um, But yeah, so what's really motivated me to think to go back to school um, for my grad degree, I always thought I wanted to do that, obviously, ever since I graduated. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Just keep going to school. Just keep racking up debt. Um, Don't think about it. Just know one day you'll make the money to pay it off, right? One day, one day it'll all pay off. So I decided to get into dancing and it's been good for me. Um, and then, you know, I started thinking about going back to school and it didn't really feel like a big yes for a while. It was kind of like, well, I should, I know I have to, um, until something clicked for me where I started to become more open about what I do with dancing and I stopped hiding it. Um, I stopped, um, you know, not telling people. I ended up telling my dad um, about it in the summer, which was a good step on being more open. Um, I haven't told my mom because there's all these other reasons why, um, which I might get into another time, but... um, Yeah, so I'm not, like, totally out about it. Like, I don't talk about it on Facebook. I talk about it on my Instagram, but my Instagram's private, so, like, I know there's certain people that aren't following me um, because I can see the requests. Um, But once I started being more open about it, it really opened this door for me of thinking about the possibility of what I can create and who I can serve while being out, you know, out as a sex worker and, you know, being comfortable with that term and terminology and being somebody that's visible 
and being somebody that's saying, hey, this is what I'm doing and not hiding it. I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm, I'm not ashamed at all of what I do. I love what I do. And there's so much depth and healing and really beautiful things that come through stripping for me and for every single other stripper I know. And that's a lot. That's something. That's not just a fluke that many of us are celebrating similar successes through our time in the industry. And that's not just financial, like at all, like it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's mental, it's all these different things. And yeah, it, there are, you know, dark parts of the industry. There are bad nights. There are crappy interactions. There are slow financial periods. I mean, there's all sorts of that going on, definitely. And at the same time, goodness and empowerment and healing given and received exists as well. And so that's what the intention of this podcast for me is about. Um, it's about sharing, um, you know, the well-rounded um, sort of experiences I guess of myself and hopefully others if if I ever if I keep doing this and I ever have other people talk with me on here um so yeah so I'm gonna do some episodes um about my some of these like crazy experiences I've had in the past in like the shamanic sense like certain um like spiritual you know spontaneous spiritual um journeys of growth that I've been on that are really kind of funny and wild looking back. Um, so I want to, you know, have space to like share some of that stuff. I also want to talk about, um, some of how, some of what's been really healing for me in dancing. I want to talk about where I see myself going in the future as well. Um, I also want to talk about men and, um, the way that my relationship with them has shifted through um, the industry and also just growing. So um, I think that'll be interesting. I, um, you know, I'm not like a professional podcast person or um, super comfortable talking like this or anything like that. So this is just me sharing my life and who I am hoping that it can benefit somebody else so yeah to close the episode um I would like to say that um oh yeah so the reason that I am excited to go back to school now and really nervous about getting in, um, is that I really want to, um, yeah, serve the stripping community and sex work community, um, and I think it would be really cool at some point, um, sort of like a little dream of mine is to have, um, a collective of practitioners, that are visibly sex worker friendly. And, you know, that's not to say that 
like that's the sole focus of what I want to do the rest of my life. I'm only 30 years old. What I'm saying is that um, I know for myself and a lot of other dancers and sex workers in general that I know, um, you know, finding mental health services um, within our industry can be challenging, even even though there are therapists out there who are completely you know, professional and non-judgmental and like wonderful to work with. It's like, it, it's hard to know, like if you're new to an area and you don't have recommendations and you're just kind of blindly finding therapists with your insurance or, or even not, it's, there's so many and we've all had therapists that we don't like. And, you know, that's normal. You got to kind of interview and get to know and all that. And I think, like, given the nature of our work, um, I haven't had this happen, I don't think, (laughs) myself, but I would imagine that it's easy to find practitioners that seem very accepting and, you know, hear what you do, and they're like, okay, great, you know, like, treat you (laughs) like a normal person with a normal job, right? Crazy. Um, But that, you know, their, their bias can come out in a, in time and I've heard stories of that and um, that's going to be true for anything I'm not saying that's isolated to our industry but given like the stigma and the and the way that it's perceived um, throughout history you know sex work and um, all of that stuff it's it's kind of you know it would be cool um, it'd be cool to to know hey this therapist says on her website um that they're sex worker friendly or they have a little blurb like about their history in the industry or something like that so I was inspired by um there's a woman on um that was featured in a racks to riches interview on her youtube channel um so if you go to racks to riches youtube Um, There's an episode interviewing a woman who is a sex worker and therapist. And I believe that she's retired, retired from sex work now, but she is a therapist and shares um, a little bit about her journey and her experience. And I wasn't expecting to bring this up, so I'm not prepared to give you her name, but you'll find the video if you go there. Um... And that really inspired me just listening to that. I was listening to it in the bath before work. I take a bubble bath every day, um, every day in general, and um, usually it's before I go to work. So that's sort of my time to, um, I kind of do like a backwards day. Um, Anyway, so that was cool. And it just showed me like, oh, wow, like, duh, like, I don't have to hide, you know, who I am, and um, a part of, like, being on a, quote, shamanic path um, is really about living true, and living true to ourselves, living true to myself, saying, this is something I've been spiritually called to do, and I'm doing it, and I equally 100% feel that way about dancing, as I did about working in mental health, as I did about um, completing my shamanic breathwork certification, like as I did about the moves I've made, you know, I 
feel really guided in my work in the industry and it makes me really really happy to know that my inner knowing is is strong and is with me and that my guides and my spirit are here and and they're supportive and they're they've called me to this you know um so I feel like I should end this video or this um audio and start another episode um at some point where I can share about that. So I'm going to leave that at that. And thank you for being here.